You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It is one of those things where I don't even know how to address it. It seems like people. you're trying to hide something. It does. It makes it look like I'm trying it to does, hide something. It does, because if you bring it up, it seems like you're trying to hide something. If you don't, it seems like you're trying to hide something. It was brought up to me by someone who has a large number uh, of her own. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got some. I think a lot of them are. I think they're just bots. And now, you have no idea even what it is now. No. I now don't, it's I, so I rarely suspect. use it this. It looks yeah. ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous, and I don't know how to address it. We need to talk about this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. I want to say thank you, indeed, for everybody listening. And, um, of course, you can always go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and click on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page if you're going to do any of your Amazoning. Just make sure you go to funemploymentradio.com first. Oh, is that a new adjective, Amazoning? I don't know. I just kind of made that or up. Or a verb. Um, no, it's a verb. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave it. We'll just we sure leave it there. will. Uh, Let's teach each other. Yeah, absolutely. We're learning. Yes. We're learning right here. Just go to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link, won't you please? And we've got, uh, as usual, a lot of stuff to get to, but I do want to. Address a couple of things here right off the bat. Sure. Um, funemploymentradio.com slash live is how you can listen live to the show if you're a live subscriber. We have uh, special things in the archives for you. We also have uh, lots of uh, different shows here on the network that you get get to listen to live. So lots of ways to support us. Six ninety nine a month the first week is free. Can I please say something really quick? Because yes. since you haven't specified exactly what you were referencing at the beginning of the show, I'm just going to go ahead and say our friend Mr. Jenky in the chat says um, what he's assuming you're talking about. He said, uh, you in quotes, I don't know the number, but a lot of them are bots. He says, that he assumes that you're talking about your sexual partners. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. On to the next topic. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's something, though, that's been brought up on this show before, and I feel like now, once again, I need to address it. And, you know, of course, you can follow us on all kinds of different social media. Please do. Please like our Facebook page, Fun Employment Radio, and uh, our Instagram page, and Sarah's been posting more stuff on that. And we do have our Twitter accounts. Um, at Fun Imp Radio is our main one, so follow that. We also have uh, at Sarah X Dillon. Oh, it's true. And then at Greg Nibbler. And this is, I have to bring it up again. I have a ridiculously large number of followers on Twitter. Now, that sounds like I'm doing a, some kind of a humble brag. It's not. The majority of them. So, are why do you feel bots. like you're needing to bring this up? It, has something changed? Yeah, because now at this point, like, I feel weird giving out my Twitter handle and people see it and they're like, why do you have so many followers? So I want you to take a guess. Okay, I haven't, I haven't looked at your Twitter. I don't you know. You haven't looked for a while. No. I've been holding steady and I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of mine are bots as well. Maybe. I don't know for sure. I've been holding steady at about um, like 16, like it's 16.8 thousand followers, uh-huh. which is I also know is probably not accurate. Okay. But it's fine. Um, so I want you to take a guess. What did you have last time? I believe I was around 60,000 last time. All right. If you were at 60. And, and we're and a very ridiculous. popular show. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this is is it at 100 and, all right, so double it, like 120,000. Oh, no. Wait, is that too many? That is not too many. That is too little. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Greg. Greg. <laughs> It did you looks. Buy no, I did not buy any, and that's okay, the only f- reason I'm bringing this one, up on the show. One fifty, one hundred and fifty thousand. Much more. So, uh, two hundred thousand. Go higher. Two, two. Are you kidding? I am not kidding you. Two, two, twenty-five. You're getting closer. Two fifty. You're not quite there. Two seventy-five. Two sixty-six. I have two hundred sixty-six thousand followers is, on Twitter. How is okay? Now I'm looking it up. Great. And here's the here's the thing. Like it, it's such a. Huge oh, number that it's obviously my god. Most of these people can't be real, like it's just not. And the problem is, I don't know what to do. I mean, to to bring it like to, to the very beginning, I don't know what to do about it because I'm getting followed by. Bots I'm looking constantly. at this right now. Two hundred and sixty six thousand. It looks like I paid for it. It looks like I pay for it. Oh, because there was somebody that we used to work with, which we will not specify, who all of a sudden like had. Um, like nobody would ever like retweet or do anything for their particular yeah. tweets, but they were followed by like a hundred thousand people. Yeah, 
So this is totally making you look like you're that person. It makes me look like oh, I'm that person. Greg, and and I people s- don't know you. I know that you. I swear to you, I am not if you buying had, followers. If you had extra money, you would be paying your bills and doing other things. I know you would not be buying bot following armies on the internet. To but, buy a I, bot army. but I know this about you. Yeah. Other people don't know. Other that. people don't. And oh. yeah, it did it did come up at um at at CES for my my co-host for the Digital Trends. Oh, you're getting a little coverage. nervous talking about it. Well, yeah, this. because it felt so awkward. And she's, uh, Maud Garrett was the one who I was co-hosting with. And she she was like, oh, because she has like a ton of, like a, a legit following. I don't know how many she's got. But like she gets like tons of retweets and likes and all of that stuff, which is a sign that you have actual followers. And uh, oh, she only has uh, 93,000 followers. Yeah, and probably the and majority are probably real. <laughs> and And she was like, yeah, so I noticed you have a lot of followers. Oh, like, God. yeah, I think they're all bots. And then it makes it look like no matter what my explanation, it makes it seem like I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because it's like, yeah, I know that's a whole lot of bots. But it also now it seems like I'm paying for them. And that's the main stipulation. I'm not paying for them. Oh, my God. Stop saying that because it's really sounding like you're paying for them. I know. I know. I don't know how to bring it up. Like, I put it in my profile, like, bots love me. Like, I don't want to, like, draw attention to it too much. Yeah, because then it's making it seem... It makes it more and more. makes it seem more and more that that's what it's like. But it's, you know, I'm on a list somewhere, and that's how that's how I, I, I get all these followers. It, essentially, what it comes down to is, I think a lot of it from my from my digital trend stuff is that I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm put on different lists. So, like, when people... It's so like when account. it's like, oh, we're doing, uh, you know, like DT Daily or whatever with that Greg Nibbler, then people will be like, oh, follow him. Yeah, some of it's that. Some of it's that. Um, let's see. Okay, Keelan just did a Twitter. Wow, I'm 50% are real? Damn. Okay, well, that's more than I thought. Oh, so, how do you do that? Uh, there is a way you can do a Twitter audit report online. I haven't actually done that. Oh, God, that. what if you do Keelan, will you do mine, please? I want to see it. Mine will probably only be like 10% are real. Oh, so half of them are real. Well, so I, th- I think what a lot of it is is when you sign up for an account, and this is why I feel like I have to address it, you know, anybody, bot or real person, it'll be like, follow these. Now you, it's, it's time to follow people. And so my name is on those lists, so people just automatically click, where it's like you follow tons of people, and all of a sudden you're following, like, Britney Spears and... Fox News or something. And and it's all because you're just clicking that button. I'm in those algorithms. So when people click, they follow me. They don't even know who I am. Like I've had several – I do get some trolls because they for some reason, you know, don't even realize they're following me. Like b- back when I posted something anti, uh, anti-white nationalists, some generic post that I did. And then I had all these uh, white nationalist assholes, you know, tweeting at me. So that does – that stuff does kind of happen. Um, but at, th- at this point, like, I don't know what to do about it other than setting my account to where I have to approve each follower. That would be maddening. I'm not going to do that. Oh, because you have so many. Well, I have... <laughs> apparently I do have more than I thought. But... Well, I mean, if you want to put a stop to that, wouldn't that be the thing that you do is set it to private? Yeah, but then nobody, nobody can. Okay. Sarah's account is 69% real. Woo. All right. So you do have a better, better audit score than I do. Yeah, but 69% of 16,000 is less than 50% of 250,000. <laughs> We're doing math on the show oh, today. Oh my goodness. Well, oh boy. I just I was I've been thinking about this like how to address it and I I just I feel like I have to like every now and then bring it up so that people don't think I'm buying cuz that is the last thing I would do is buy followers. I mean, my name does go out there in a lot of different places for the tech stuff. So maybe that's that's you know there's a lot of tech people that might follow it. Did this just happen all of a sudden overnight? Like when it because last time we talked about this, you now have two hundred thousand more followers. That's because I get probably at least a couple thousand a week. New oh ones. wow! Yeah, I could probably look up the numbers on it. But yeah, that's 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 where it's at, and I I just I have to bring it up because you know I feel I oh dang it. And people are uh, – Keelan is saying, Greg, Trump is president. No one cares if you're buying followers. Yeah, but I'm not buying followers. That's not the point. I am not buying followers. So – I still don't quite know how to use Twitter. Like I, I, I try to. I do it like first. Yeah. I'm like, like when I'm stuck on the bus or when I have like a, a little story to tell for a little while. Uh-huh. Or like when I was trapped um, – when I was uh, trapped in my apartment with the with Frankie. With the cleaner guy. Oh, yeah, with the cleaner. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I don't know what else to do, so I might as well just tell everybody else what I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people do. I mean, I, I use it a lot just to find news and, like, stories. Uh, but 
I'm probably not taking advantage of it either. But there it is. I just want to bring it up because so that people don't think I'm buying flour. I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them. Okay. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you're that. only you're not buying half of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it just feels awkward. Like it was so uncomfortable to bring it up. Like yeah, well, I to, so, so. so I mean, you're gonna I send a copy of this to that mod girl and be like, hey, listen, look, I talked about it on the show. It's totally not true. See, like, I didn't. No, here's, see, I wasn't buying the them. Yes, I'll send her the audio clip of this so that she's oh, very clear that I, I, I'm not buying them. Mm. Yeah. Well, let no, me tell anyway, you, that's where we're at. I, I'm sure I can get more twitters as everyone starts to see all the compelling creatures that I'm getting hired to paint lately. That is true. So if you don't know about Sarah X Dillon, she also uh, side job here outside of Fun Employment Radio is that <laughs> is that she. Uh, Paints dog portraits. Yes, dog portraits. I've uh, also but not just out. dog portraits. We're <laughs> branching out now. All right. So I've been doing dog portraits for years, and then um, a couple of years back, someone asked me like, "Hey, what do you think about cats? Would you want to do a cat portrait?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, sure. I, I would. You know, I, I mean, dogs are my number one, but I do love all animals. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, yeah. So I, I tried doing a cat portrait. It turned out exactly how I wanted it to. I'm like, all right, right. cool. I can. So do people this. send in pictures to you of their portrait or pictures of their favorite animals or whatever, and then you pay to portrait yes. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So and um, I, I will. I do want to say one thing. Just address something. You actually came up on a Portland uh, subreddit. Our what? buddy Tristan showed me. So it was a subreddit about the landmark saloon. <laughs> Wait, a subreddit? Really? We were on Reddit? Um, well, kind of. A reference to you. So somebody was talking about uh, Landmark, and in case you don't know Landmark Saloon, you know, one of our favorite places, they're not having music anymore. And there's this whole subreddit where they're specula- speculating about it. And somebody on there wrote, in reference to, I think, our show last week where we were talking about your dog portraits, they're switching to live portrait paintings of dogs and sometimes lizards. Because Are you we kidding? talked about that show oh my where we God. had the lizard challenge. Where I said, you, you know, Sarah should have challenge. Sarah should start a painting class where you go in and you pay money, and then, and then, uh, you know, then watch Sarah paint a dog or paint along with no, her. But you paint along. You paint along. I'm not. Paint nobody's along. just going to sit there and stare at me paint a dog. You paint along, but then every so often there's a lizard challenge where you have to paint a lizard. And our buddy Tristan actually wrote in there lizard challenge, and then uh, somebody else followed it up with and sometimes chickens. So there was a reference to you that was made. On, on this Portland oh subreddit. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, so I do have the chicken. Up. I just finished uh, painting the chicken. I don't know if you remember that got referenced mm-hmm. to paint one. Um, it went it went well. I haven't given it to the person yet, but hopefully they like their chicken painting. Excellent. And uh, so I thought I had reached, you know, my pinnacle of, like, what was yeah. going to be, like, my kooky, my kooky painting. Uh-huh. And then somebody wrote me and commissioned me to paint a picture of an emu. An emu. Which like I didn't even quite thing? know. Yeah, I didn't know what an yeah. emu was. I thought it was like a llama or something at first. <laughs> no, you're thinking alpaca. I think that was what I was thinking. Alpacas of. are like so, llamas. Uh, so this person wrote. I don't want to say because this is a present for someone else. Okay. Um, I don't know if they if the person. It's just somebody. <laughs> somebody. I mean, how many people do we know that have emus? I I don't know any. It is Portland. That has you never emu. know. Maybe yeah. somebody does. Yeah. So I can got... you ride an emu? Are they big enough that you can ride on them? I don't know. So this you can one... ride an ostrich, right? I, Don't people I ride mean, ostriches? I mean, you're little enough, you probably could. I would totally ride an ostrich. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Well, yeah, so emus are like, uh, yeah, they look like ostriches, but they have like little scraggly hair and they have like the crazy faces. Uh-huh. Like the crazy faces and like the, the big googly eyes. So, yeah, so my next painting, which I'm starting today, is of a goddamn emu. Okay. Which I'm actually kind of excited about because I've never painted. Like, I'm full on, like, this is like my... My aviary stage. You're expanding of your. You're expanding your. It's like how uh, Picasso catalog. goes through his blue period. This is my bird period. You're going through right birds. Right now I'm going through. Well, actually, I'm going through birds. Then I go back to dogs for uh, the next couple of ones after. Okay, that. and people can commission Sarah Sarah Dylan at gmail dot com. Um, okay, so that's that's how we're we're looking at this. All right. Um, boy, I'm trying to think what else you can do with this. I mean, if you've got an expanded catalog, I am still stuck on it. You can't ride an emu, right? I'm, I don't know how big an emu is. Okay. Yeah. There's not many animals if I were able to. I, I have ridden an elephant before. You have um, ridden an elephant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep. I did a wildlife safari in, in Southern Oregon. I do still, you know, I, I, my dream is I want to ride a buffalo or a moose if there's a tame one out there that I could ride. I've seen the videos of that guy, the buffalo, buffalo oh, rider. Oh, God, do not start with the buffalo rider. Oh, man, he's so awesome where he's riding around. There's videos. If you just like look at the buffalo rider. Every idiot rider, guy I know is just like, oh, the buffalo rider. I want to be the buffalo. Wait, it's not. What's his name? Is it the buffalo rider? Um, He is, I think, yeah. Buffalo I think it's man. buffalo rider. Yeah, that was the name of the movie, buffalo rider. It's about a man and a buffalo. 
a man who rides a buffalo yes, around. Yes, it is buffalo and then he, rider you know, from 1978. Two stars out in the woods, and that's that's what he does. I I would love, I would love to do that. Like right. if anybody out there has any connections to a buffalo that I could ride, please let me know. Okay. Uh, but besides that, you know, you're painting emus now. Like, is there any animal you? I mean, I, I know we covered this last week, so I guess. No, I mean, the I'm, bottom not, line I'm not. I'm not anti-animal. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I think I would paint any animal. I mean, I, w- I would attempt to paint any animal. I mean, if, uh-huh. I can, if I'm doing it like it's clearly not turning out well, then I wouldn't want to charge somebody for What about me? Will you do a painting of me? I've been asked before if I'll do humans. Yeah, but you're not, not in I don't humans? know. I've never, I've never painted a human. I mean, I've sketched a human like when I went to, um, like, a, why do I keep saying human and not person? Human. I sound like I'm an alien. Well, I've sketched a human. Yeah. So, I mean, I've driven, like, I've, um, you know, I went to school. I minored in fine art at WSU. So, I mean, I did a lot of drawing and painting and sketching and sure. all those things. So, I did that a long time ago. I haven't painted people, though. Okay. In a long time. All right. I feel like you could really expand your uh, thing. Like, people could hire you for parties where you show up and, like, paint portraits of people. But it takes me a while. Like, I mean, I don't oh, it's think not it's not like a quick thing. No, and then, yeah. uh, you know, I have to, like, watch whatever I'm watching, like, Sex and the City or, or whatever it is. What about, like, then... the big head versions of people, you know, that you get, like, some of the street people do where it's, like, a giant inflated cartoon Oh, like head a caricature? You? Yeah, that. Oh, I don't think I'd be good at caricatures. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, uh... Right, so we're not making money there. No, no, but I'm going to try no. the emu thing, and we're going right. to see how it goes. I mean, I'm already... Uh, I'm committed. I'm in it to win it. I said yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So, uh, wish me luck on the chicken today, because I, I bring the, gr- the person their chicken. Okay. Painting, All right. So I so hope we'll see how they, they. I hope it's good enough. See how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that we worked that out. Yeah. Thank you. I actually dreamed. Of, I had a dream about a chicken last night. What, like that a was, live chicken? Uh, no. I've been having very, very uh, once again my very, very strange dreams, and uh, I had one the other night where I was on Ellen. I was best friends with Ellen, which was, was very strange, and I was dancing on Ellen. I think I talked about that one, and then the other one last night was this. It was another one of my all night dreams. And I, I know other people have these, but mine, when they, they last, it's like, even if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll go right back to it. And this one... That only happens very rarely to me. I have them all the time. I, it's yeah. rare that I remember a lot of them, but last night's I do remember because it was like an adventure story. So I basically have my own movies that happen. And this one, I was in, I was in Asia. Like, I specifically, I think I was somewhere in Mongolia, you know, in like a village. And so I was out at this village, and... Uh, you were in Mongolia? Yeah, I was in Mongolia. Okay. And it was like, it wasn't even modern times. It was more, I don't know, some older time where everybody's riding around on horses. And I mean, isn't it like kind of older time out there? I anyway? guess, but I've never been to Mongolia, so I really yeah. can tell you 100%. But okay. yeah, so I was out there, and I was, I was visiting. I was clearly, you know, I was me, but I was in this village, and, um, and th- we got attacked, by this other group. So this other group attacked. And what happened is, this is weird. What they were attacking with, I don't even know how to explain. Other, I'll just say what happened. So the weapons they were throwing at us down the hill were giant candies. So they had like giant lifesavers that were rolling down the hills at us. Oh. And then they were throwing like Laffy Taffies, but they were like like car-sized Laffy Taffies. That's kind of And so raining down on the building were these candies, and we had to run away, and like like right next to me, like this giant pink Laffy Taffy like slams into the ground. It's like, like dirt's flying up everywhere. And so we were running away from these other people that were attacking us, me and the villagers, and we ran and we hid out in this forest. And then we circled back around and we led another attack and we won. And so we beat these guys back and they all ran away and they left all their candies they were laying on the ground. And then... Uh, what ha- and after that, you know, they I was kind of a hero, so I was I was celebrated, and I went from walking around battling against the giant candies that are falling. Yeah, from battling against the people that were throwing the candies because we chased them off. That's weird. And what happened is, as you know, they were having a big celebration, like "Yay, we won!" And then they they I went along like they have these uh, almost like stalls, like where there these people were cooking food and serving drinks, and people were handing me beers. And the villagers then cooked me a bunch of chicken. So there was some delicious chicken that I was eating. I'm talking about painting a live chicken and you're incorporating it to dead eating, eating cooked chickens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I was, was, yeah, it was like real like good like spicy chicken. And so I was eating chicken with everybody and and then they gave me my own, my own basically like (laughs) a shack or almost like, like a hut, I guess is what you would call it. And I got my own one of those. And so I was welcoming them and then I just lived there. And then that was that was it. And that was it. You just lived in Mongolia in a hut after you won the battle of yeah. the giant candy pieces. And I got all the chicken that I wanted. 
they just gave me chicken and beer. I mean, it was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It was what pretty a strange awesome. dream. That was my dream, and it lasted all night. Like, the battle was a long time. And I just remember seeing the giant candies, like, flying through the air, and we were at the bottom of this hill, and they were chucking them down the hill at us. What does that mean? I, I don't know. Giant candies? Are you yeah. feeling overwhelmed? Do you feel like you Always. can't say no to candy? No, I don't even really like, like you candy. Have you had like a sweet tooth lately, and you're no. just like, oh, okay, I'm I need to like stop on the stop with the candy. Candy? No, I don't. I don't really eat candy. Um, there's plenty of bad stuff that I eat, but it's not. Right, well, not you should have told me that you were going to do this because I could grab it. Oh, what our dream book? Yeah. I suppose we could test it, but I, I have no idea. Like, how do you even explain this to somebody? Like, I don't know if other people have weird dreams like this, or if this is just me. Or what's going on in my head? It's you know I know this is a frequent thing that we bring up here on the show, but what the hell do giant candies mean being thrown at me? And again, I don't have a sweet tooth, so I don't I don't really eat candy. I'm not tempted. Okay. You know the only maybe you're tempted by something that is like a peanut M and M. Well, the can and you're very tempted by peanut M and M's. Yep, I haven't had a peanut M and M in weeks. In weeks, probably months since I've had a peanut M and M. So so and they they weren't even involved in it. Oh my gosh, you know what? I'm even looking in the stream book and there's not even a reference to candy. To giant candy being thrown at you? Yeah. Being hucked at you in an Asian village? I've never been to Mongolia. I haven't thought about going to Asia in a recent amount of time. Oh, candy. Okay, Greg, I found this one. chicken was delicious. Here's a positive one. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Candy and dreams suggests good luck, fortune, and happiness in love and friendship. Depending on the context of the candy appearing in your dreams, you can interpret candy-related dreams differently. So let's see. So uh, dream about candy-related actions. All right. So did, you didn't dream about eating candy for meals. No, there were. It was being thrown at dream us about as a opening weapon. Opening candy wrappers. Let's see. Dream about giant lifesavers rolling down the hill at you, and you had right, to like dodge them. And they were hard candies, basically. No, no, there were laffy taffies too. No, laffy taffies were like more like a mortar. So they were like probably like a trebuchet or a catapult or something. They were like. Chuck down at you, and so they would land in the ground and like throw up a big, big amount of dirt all around them. And if you got hit by it, you get squished. And then the lifesavers were being rolled down the hill. Oh yes. well, this one says that can- dreaming of candy uh, re- represents forbidden pleasures and your sec- your sensuality. <laughs> the candy is a forbidden mm, pleasure. So maybe you feel like people like you're having forbidden sw- uh, pleasures on you know, thrown at you. I don't. The forbidden pleasures is not a pleasant word for me. I don't. I don't feel like. Did you eat any of the candy? No, no. It was like I said. It was a weapon. I ran away from it. I ate the chicken. The chicken was really Wait, good. So okay. So maybe okay. So everything that I'm looking at here means that if you dream of candy, it's supposed to be like happiness and fulfillment, and you know, and like being okay. But if you're ducking the candy, that means that maybe you're running away from happiness. Oh, that's oh. totally. That's totally it. I'm and it's totally away from you. That's totally you because all these like good things come at you, and you're like, nope. I'm just going to take them and, and make them seem like they're bad things. Huh. So I'm running away from my own happiness. Weird. That's not it's weird. It's being used That's as, a, as a weapon at me. In yeah, because you're, you're uh, picturing happiness as a weapon because you're so used to being miserable. <laughs> huh. I mean, oh, come on. Am I? Is that spot on or is that spot on? I mean, maybe. There's some truth to that, I suppose. I do have a hard time with that. I have been. The gloominess has kind of gotten me down a little bit lately. So, yeah, maybe maybe there's something to this. Okay. So I should pause and make friends with the candy people? Yeah, I think that you should maybe... The people that were throwing uh, the giant candies Maybe the candy... Maybe they weren't your enemies. Oh. Maybe the people you're trying I to help were them your, off. Yeah. Yeah, but the bad people gave me good chicken, though. So, I mean, that was... And I got my own hut. So... All right, well, this is like the most telling dream I think you've ever had. Really? Yeah, where you're avoiding happiness because you don't know how to, how to handle it. <sighs> oh, that is so... Oh. Speaking the truth now. Wow. Maybe we finally got to the bottom of something on this. So, Greg, I guess don't be afraid to be happy, which I know that you are because every time this is Greg's pattern is when he starts to feel like the little bit, like the least bit happy, then he has to find something else to worry about. There's always something to worry yeah. about. Or else like, like you won't even like give yourself a minute of peace. Where you're like, oh, but what about this thing? I haven't done this thing. No, I do. I do do that a lot. You're, you're correct. Yeah, okay. So maybe the giant pieces of candy weren't actually enemy fire. Maybe they were just life trying to throw you some happiness. And I ran away and hid in the forest. And yeah, and then maybe the people off. maybe the people that you 
we're trying to protect were really the bad people and the people who were throwing you candy. But they gave me chicken. And a beer. I, I don't know about the chicken okay. and the beer, Greg. All, All right. I know is what the candy represents. Okay. Well, this is something to think about. Don't run away from the big candy. I mean, and it really does make actually complete sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad we worked that out. I know. Let's get away from my crazy. Well, hello, my friends. Come to my crazy. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Did you know that Blockbuster videos still existed? Like, I thought, I think that, like, maybe. That's very random. This is a world of crazy. It's the definition of random. Okay. Blockbuster video. Do they have, like, an online service or something? No, there's still actual Blockbuster video stores. There aren't that many. Really? But there are still some. Well, there's one less now because now there were two in Texas. Now, one of the final Blockbuster stores is closing. Uh, it's a lot, well, it's the last one in the state. So the last Blockbuster is in Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, it just closed last week, and it's having a liquidation sale. So basically what they're doing is getting rid of all of their VHS and their DVDs. They still have VHS you can rent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the original owner of the store, his name's Alan Payne, uh, purchased the Blockbuster, which has been in operation since 1990 in 2006, which I don't even think that's a little late in Blockbuster life to be buying a video store. 2006? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, no, I was still going. No. I, there was the one on Hawthorne I would go to. Yeah, 2006 was still yeah. good. Netflix had barely been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Hollywood Video was based out of Wilsonville, Oregon. That's where they started. Oh, really? Yep. Well, this is interesting because I didn't know. Uh, So there are only eight blockbuster videos after the closing of this one. There were nine. Now there are eight remaining in the United States. Uh, So six of them are in Alaska. One of them is in, yeah. I guess rural Alaska, yeah, internet may still not be that great. All right, yeah. Oh, wait, so there's seven in Alaska, one of which is set to close. Seven in Alaska. And the other one, the last one that's not in Alaska Bend, Oregon. Bend? Bend, Oregon. It's not like Bend is disconnected from anything. Yeah, has one of the that's kind last of, that's remaining kind of a blockbusters. Tech hub at this point. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like more toward toward the outskirts or whatever, but Bend, Oregon houses one of the last blockbuster videos. Hmm. I mean, it was always a big deal as a kid to go to the. Uh, Eddie in the chat just said, I, I love the culture of the mom and pop video stores. We had the oh, one yeah. in town. That, that was when you had to rent a VCR, though. This is how old I was. You go I rent know. the VCR down at the store. Go get the VCR, then you get the tape with it. Sometimes somebody would have left yep. a tape in the VCR. Mm, or they didn't be kind rewind. Happened. Yeah, we rented VCRs for a while. I mean, I think we had one. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm bragging. Like, I'm sorry, I had a VCR. Sorry, with your rich kid television. Yes, with my, with my huge rich kid life that well, I you had lived. your rich kid cable. Mm-hmm. City cable. That's true. I had the click box. We didn't have that. My cousin had it. She lived in the city. Was it the spinner from the Game of Life? All right, so there you go. I didn't know that the Blockbuster. Deep cut. All right, I know. I didn't know that Blockbuster existed still in Bend, Oregon. So there you go. Well, all right. All right. Uh, this actually comes from a story that I saw um, one of my flight attendant friends post because she actually saw this. Um, so this has been a lot in the news lately about people who are trying to make all of their like they want to bring their pets with them on their flights. So. Yeah. Everyone companion is claiming pets are like everyone's claiming that they pet, have they like a them? companion pet, a service animal. Service animal. Yeah. So Which, emotional support animals. That, that's the one that's I was what it of. is. So a lot of people have been doing this where they bring you know their dogs, their cats, their whatever, on the plane with them because they say they need their emotional support area uh, animal. Well, uh, this past week at Newark International Airport, which is in New Jersey, a woman tried to bring her giant support animal peacock. Oh. Onto the plane with her. Peacocks are assholes. Well, they're loud. And have I you don't ever? Really they're, they're scary. They're mean. Have you been attacked by a peacock? No, what but the peacock I've, do I've to had you? one run at me before, and then they just squawk and they're angry and they like they peck at people. I don't like them one bit. They're very loud. They're very loud. Well, uh, so they... a woman tried to bring her support animal peacock onto a recent United Airlines flight and did offer to pay for a second seat for the oversized bird. And claims she had a right to bring it on board as her emotional support animal. She paid for an extra seat for the peacock? Yeah. So she was denied boarding because she was unable to show the proper paperwork to say that it was an actual emotional support animal. I mean, look, I know there's anxiety. People deal with a lot of issues. But come on, a peacock? Yeah. Yeah, peacocks also chase people. I'm looking at this. 
so I, I got, got this talons. actually from um, a flight attendant website. And it says the thing with peacocks is that they are mean. Yeah, peacocks run, like, they chase after visitors and bite, and they also make the horrible screeching sounds. Like, I understand that you might need an emotional support animal, but if your emotional support animal is traumatizing other people trapped on a plane with you, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there have been more reasonable restrictions on emotional support animals um, where you have to have the proper paperwork and everything. You can't just be like, this is my emotional support ferret. You have to let me do it. So now you have to have the full paperwork or else you will be unable to get on a plane. Yeah, ferret loose on a plane would be a little Mm -hmm. unnerving. I've only known a couple of people that had ferrets. I am curious about them. Yeah, I've only like held one ferret before. It was cute. Smelled weird. I had a friend in college that had one. But as I recall, it was like a bitey one, so you weren't really supposed to pick it up. Oh. I love bunnies, but I remember when I was a kid, I got um, bit by a bunny. Mm-hmm. When I was feeding it some food, it just went, and it's like, you know, its front teeth just went clean through my finger. It Yikes. was really creepy. Yeah, I still. Oh, I've told you my bunny story before. Don't you dare. I won't. That is the worst story. It is. I've totally blacked that out of my mind. This is why I can never look at bunnies as okay. cute animals. All either. right. You know what? We're just going to move past this. Out of Bibb County, Georgia. Well, things got heated at a Waffle House in Georgia this week. Oh, boy. Over a customer's request for barbecue sauce. So a man sat down for some food at the restaurant uh, off of I-75 in Macon, according to the Macon Telegraph. Willie Edward Drake, 43 years old, asked for some barbecue sauce. Well, Drake was told that the restaurant did not have any, and that's when things got a little saucy. (laughs) Well, Willie Drake, unhappy that his request for barbecue sauce was being denied, began screaming obscenities and insulting the workers, adding, I'll go to fucking jail over some barbecue sauce. And soon after that, he did. Well, they called the police and my deputies arrived. Willie Drake, good old Willie Drake, was uncooperative and disorderly. He was jailed on a disorderly conduct charge and never did get his barbecue sauce. Oh, boy. I saw a bunch of... I'm just going to keep on, keep on plugging along. All right. All right, this one out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. A young couple's trip to Las Vegas ended in handcuffs and not the sexy kind. After they allegedly engaged in lewd and lascivious behavior under a blanket on the airplane on the ride home. Well, according to a story um, by the Star Tribune, Teresa Cohn, 43 years young, and Tyler Bohm, 41, um, were taken off of their flight uh, at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport by police. So they were each charged with misdemeanor counts of engaging in gross lewdness. Gross lewdness. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of gross. <laughs> uh, according to the airport lewdness police's Lewdness is okay, but your particular report, lewdness, gross. It is gross. Cohn told authorities that her head was briefly under a blanket, and they were just joking around. About joining the Mile High Club. Where was this? Where were they coming from again? Uh, they were coming from Vegas. Yeah. Flying into Minnesota. Yeah. Well, she did admit that, although they were just joking around or the blanket, she did admit to bumping his, his penis while rubbing around near his belt. <laughs> However, other passengers what on the flight. What a strange explanation. Either just admit to it or deny, deny, a, deny. Yeah, it says she admitted to bumping his that penis while rubbing like... around near his belt. What was her reason for rubbing around near his belt? I don't know. Maybe she wanted to get a mint or something. However, other passengers on the flight saw things quite differently. While a resident uh, named Rhonda, busybody Rhonda Albers, says, A joke, not from what I was seeing. Albers was sitting directly behind the couple. She said, I say that because the movement of the blanket with the head under it led to see what was clearly going on. It wasn't just rubbing. I'm not advocating for any of this, but I mean... Rhonda, come on. Is it bothering? Like, that means you were leaning up there looking like, I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm very sensitive to, like, smells and weird. Like, it's just, that's not something that you want to, like, be breathing around while you're stuck in an air tube with a bunch of people. Not at all. Like, that's just the thing for me. I'm like, you know what? I just don't, just, just save your body. Don't disperse body fluids when you're sharing a fucking tube thousands of feet in the air with other people. That's just fucking disgusting. Well, okay, so uh, Rhonda Albers continues. She said the scene unfolded for five to ten minutes rather than the mere seconds that the couple told police that they had been doing it. Additionally, Rhonda Albers said that 
uh, that the gentleman did the whole leaning back thing to zip his pants up. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that is getting to be. Yeah. At least try to be discreet. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, the couple were both belligerent toward flight attendants, demanding beer before the flight had taken off. That's going to get you beer. You got to know your place. Like, oh what? yeah, so we're we're seeing a lot of problems here. Yeah, another. Yeah, witness. never demand beer because you're not going to get. It's not going to work out well for you. Yeah, they don't have to give you shit. Well, another witness. Give me your beer. Another yeah. witness seated behind the ornery couple told uh, the Star Tribune that um, that Cone. So Cone was the woman. Said uh, so she was complaining that they could have stayed at the bar longer and had more drinks and smoke. <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, yeah, also, okay. oh no, this Jenny's a little bit of a narc because then she's tattling. She was like, uh, she said that she saw Cone drink from a travel a travel bottle of Fireball whiskey. And the couple was making out. She was touching them all over. It was nonstop. Well, uh, when the flight attendant, when a flight attendant took the couple's blanket away, um, the gentleman confronted the attendants and threatened to find a complaint. Or Tra- file a complaint. File a complaint file about a the complaint blanket being taken about away? About the blanket being taken no, away. These guys are just asking for it. I know. And they were both arrested. Yeah. I'm going to file a complaint about you taking my blankets away. Don't you dare take my blankets away. All right, do you have one more story out of Pennsylvania? A man was arrested on burglary charges after police say he accidentally called 911 from inside a building that he had broken into. Uh, Police in Afreda went to a building uh, for a report of a 911 hang-up call. So this is how messed up this guy was. He called 911, like he he dialed it from inside his pants accidentally. So he's in the middle of committing a crime and accidentally called 911 on himself. brilliant. Genius. His name's Alan Weaver. Officers arrived and found a glass bo- a door of the building smashed. Upon searching the building, they found 28-year-old, oh, excuse me, Brendan Allen Weaver in a hallway. Officers describe uh, Mr. Weaver as naked and clearly under the influence of a controlled substance. The office area of the building was ransacked, and police believe that Weaver called 911 from inside of his pocket as he was ransacking the building. So he caught himself, basically. I'm trying. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. All right. Oh, and this is one of those inspired. Let's let's end it. Let's I push you down. Let's pick you back up. A California man said that his urgent need to use the bathroom led him to a store where he ended up winning one million dollars on a lottery winning ticket. Well, he's waiting in line. He says, "Give me a lottery ticket now." Yeah. So he decided to go. He said uh, he had to pull over to use the facilities. Where after using the restroom, he decided to buy a California Black Premium Scratchers ticket. That earned him a free ticket, so he used it for a $10 holiday magic scratcher, which won him $1 million American dollars. He said, wow. I sat there for a long time staring at it because I wasn't sure if it was real. I froze. He said he realized the ticket was real, so he did what the lottery recommends, which is, what do you do after you have a winning ticket? The first thing? You don't tell anybody. You sign the back of it. Oh, You always got to sign the back. Because I saw this other story the other day about this woman who uh, claimed that this guy only won $5 in the lottery. She scanned it, and she said he only won $5. He really won 600 And so that's a the scam clerk. that they do. That's a scam that they do. But it turned out he was an undercover uh, like lottery person. Uh, so he was able to catch her. But she scanned it, said, oh, you won $5, gave him $5, pretended to throw the ticket away, and then she was just going to keep the 600 for herself. Wow. Mm-hmm. So always be sure to sign the back of your tickets, people. That's... And don't let them, like, pretend. Like, make sure you see the dollar amount so that... That's a good tip. Mm-hmm. So he uh, grabbed a pen and sang in the back. He says he hopes to use some of his winnings to buy a house. Wait, he won $600? No, he hopes to use some of his... He grabbed a pen and signed in the back. He said he hopes I mean, to use some of his... $600. Wait, how much did he win? He won a million dollars. Okay, I'm sorry. I got to confuse with the $600 for a second. No, the $600 right. yeah, yeah, was yeah, the yeah, other yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this a is dollars. a million. Okay. So always make sure to sign the back. Yes. And if you bad. have to go to the bathroom and you have some extra money, maybe buy a lottery ticket because you could maybe, possibly, probably not, won a million dollars. Hey, you never know. You never you never know, Greg. Can't win if you don't buy a ticket. That's your world of crime. Crazy. That was an excellent world of crazy stuff. Oh, Greg, I feel excellent. like every time you say that, you don't mean it. Let's do some ball talk. Oh, well, you know that I need a second to get that set up, Greg. Well, I'm just saying. So thanks I'm for giving it to me. We can certainly... Ah, yes. Oh, boy. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Well, Sarah, first up in ball talk, we have this. A big trade in the NBA happened yesterday. 
The NBA trade deadline is coming up on February 9th. There's speculation the Blazers may be making a trade. I don't even know who's on the Blazers anymore. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, yeah, exactly. CJ McCollum. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Other than that, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, a big-time player in the NBA is named Blake Griffin. Mr. Blake Griffin of the L.A. Clippers. And he was traded yesterday to the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Keelan King's Detroit Pistons. <laughs> so Keelan must be super stoked about this. Now have Blake Griffin. Well, I mean, Blake Griffin's he's a star player. Pistons gave up a lot to get him. And uh, he's also quite injury prone. And he's owed a lot of money. Like a lot of money. $110 million, I think, is left on his contract. So Blake Griffin now a Detroit Piston for the foreseeable future. And that trade happened yesterday. Remember also, Blake Griffin is uh, dating one of the Kardashians. He is? Yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know. One of the one of the younger ones. Okay. One of the I am sisters. Actually the thing I am grateful for. Well, they're all sisters, but right the, now the, is the, that one of the Jenner sisters. The um the one with the plastic surgery or the model? The model. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, I know which one you're Kendall. talking about. I don't remember. Kendall Jenner. Name. Okay. He's dating Kendall Jenner. Right? Probably not for long, though. I doubt she'll stick with him when he's in Detroit. I mean, those Kardashian sisters <laughs> love their NBA players. They God. love them. I mean, I would guess at this point, I would say probably a tenth of the NBA has dated a Kardashian in some way, shape, or form. It seems like Probably it. a good tenth of them. I swear, like, Raheem and Anna are, like, the most chill people I have ever met until this music comes they on. They really hate this music. Like, I, I don't even know, like, why they hate it so much. Oh, boy. They hate it almost as much as Keelan hates the Blake Griffin trade. I just made it relevant. All right, Greg, I'm trying. Blake Griffin, now a Detroit Piston. Detroit Piston. All right, moving on to ball talk. <laughs> it's a potpourri of balls. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know about the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, right? You know what that is? Los Where Angeles they- Memorial Coliseum. It's a very famous coliseum. Where they play a bunch of sports. <laughs> L.A. Memorial Coliseum is where the Olympics were way back in the day, but also it's just like kind of an iconic stadium oh, in okay. L.A. It's no longer going to be known as the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, though. It's now going to be known as as the United Airlines Memorial Coliseum. Oh, they have sold boy. the sponsorship. Oh, boy. So United Airlines Memorial Coliseum. That's all I have on that. Moving on to ball talk. Boy, people really don't like this music. I guess we'll have to. All right. I was kind of getting used to it. We'll go back to some of the stuff maybe that the listeners said. Um, the Super Bowl's happening this weekend. Don't know if you heard about this. Below Day Super, the NFL championship. I know that there is a different thing going, a different bowl going on this weekend. I don't know about the Super Bowl to yes. which you speak. It is happening this weekend. It is taking place in Minnesota, where the New England Patriots will be taking, um, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And as you recall... The Philadelphia Eagles, to get to the Super Bowl, had to go through the Minnesota Vikings in Philadelphia. And uh, a lot of Minnesota fans were not very happy about how the Philadelphia fans treated them. Well, now all these Philadelphia fans are in Minnesota, where the Super Bowl just happens to be this year. and happens to be taking place in Minnesota. So the Vikings fans are not that happy to have to see the Eagles fans show up after beating them. A couple of things are going on. There is a report from one of the Eagles players saying that he's been calling around Minneapolis because all the players are in Minneapolis now for Mm -hmm. Super Bowl week. Calling around trying to get reservations for him and his teammates. And uh, he posted, this is Chris Maragos, posted that three restaurants refused to give them, um, refused to set a reservation for them (laughs) because they they were Eagles players. He said they would just say, "Uh, we can't or we're booked. And everywhere that he called, nobody would. Nobody would serve. No, I'm sure there's more than three restaurants. He'll be fine. There's not actually. That's a trivia fact. (laughs) There's only three restaurants there. There's also something for uh, one of the bars in Minneapolis has uh, posted a sign for any Eagles fans showing up, and this is called the Truth Bar in Minneapolis. And this uh, big sign reads: "Eagles fans, stop in and have a free beer thrown at you." (laughs) So any Eagles fan can go in and have a free beer thrown at them. Well, I remember going to Timbers games like years and years ago, and whenever the Sounders would be in town, like there would be bars that they were not allowed in. It was just for every for the sake of everybody. Well, that's for the sake of fights. Yeah, but the Vikings aren't playing in the Super Bowl. They lost. Mm-hmm. They're out. They're out of the running. They are out. 
So that, but that is what's happening right there. All right, uh, moving on to ball talk. There's a lot of bets that are being placed in on the Super Bowl. There's somebody that placed a million dollar bet on the Eagles winning. Somebody who has too much money on their hands. There's also all the prop bets. So the prop bets are the weird side bets that you can place. Okay. Such bets as what color will Pink's hair be when she sings the national anthem? There's white blonde is five to four odds, pink red, blue purple, brown black, or green. All the different options that you can place bets on. Will Pink be airborne at any point during her singing of the national anthem? Well, of course she will be. I don't know. She does all that weird, like, um, I mean, not weird, but amazing, like, aerial stunt work stuff. And if she's doing the... Yeah, but the... during the national anthem? Oh, during the national anthem, she's not doing the... Who's doing halftime? Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's halftime show. Oh, okay, yeah. Then she'll probably I think he's to got be... special guests, too. I don't know who all's on it, but... Okay. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, then I she... I don't think she'll... I'll look that up and tell people tomorrow. Or she, like, floats in on some, like, platform or something. I doubt she will for the national anthem. I, that's a bet I think I would take the no on. Uh, what color will Bill Belichick's shirt be at kickoff? Blue, gray, gray red, or white? Blue. Um, uh, during a broadcast a few years ago, Donovan McNabb actually threw up uh, during the Super Bowl. And there's a question whether that will be mentioned during the broadcast. These are just the different things. Will Justin Timberlake cover a Prince song? Yes, it's two to one. No, it's one to three. Hmm. One in three odds. So they're saying that most likely he will. Interesting. I think. Why would he? Is that how that works? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. How many times will wardrobe malfunction be mentioned during the TV broadcast? Oh, God. Because that's the last time Timberlake performed was the wardrobe malfunction. It's freaking me out that you keep calling him Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. I don't know. Why why do I? I don't want to call him Justin. I don't know Why'd you say Justin Timberlake? Because it takes too long to say. Justin Timberlake. It's just a weird abbreviation. I've never heard anyone refer to him as Timberlake. I don't know. Well, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. It's t- it takes too long <laughs> to say not. his name. It's only like two more syllables. How long will T-Lake take? Wow. That's one of the questions. And anyway, various different bets like that. These are all different things that you can place at the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, f- let's see. Finally in ball talk, we'll do this. And this is actually in honor, circling back to our first story here. In honor of the Detroit Pistons, now having on their team oh, no. Detroit's new favorite son, Blake Griffin. And if you don't... Oops, it's uh, important that we all remember who's really in charge of the Pistons, and that is their mascot, Hooper. If you've ever seen a Pistons game, it's a weird multicolored horse that is their mascot. Oh, its name is yes. Hooper, and he has a song. So all across Detroit, can... people are playing this celebrating... The fact that Blake Griffin is now in town. You're so mean. This is the Hooper song. This is from the Pistons. What did Keelan do to you, Greg? Hooper, of course. On the basketball court, he's a legendary player. Shooting like Bing, Dumars, and Isaiah. He's one tough horse, just like the bad boys. Loves it when the Piston fans make some noise. He likes to get loud in the noise factory. And nothing makes him proud like a Piston's victory. Up the All right, there we go. I had to play the Hooper song. I will say this, um, and these are just scientific facts. You know, if you go to Detroit uh, during... Detroit Pistons basketball games. It's tradition for all the bars to play this song before the game starts. Okay. And also, approximately 31% of Pistons fans have a tattoo of Hooper somewhere on them. So if you meet a Pistons fan, ask him if they have the Hooper tattoo. First thing you should ask. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I am not getting involved. Detroit Pistons superstar Blake Griffin. Okay. Oh, JT. That's what everyone was saying. Duh. Oh, is that what you're supposed to say? I don't know. I don't want to call him JT. That feels weird. I think that's what he goes by. Yeah, I don't see. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to say yeah. that. You just want to go Timberlake. 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 Stop. No. Timberlake's performing. JT's performing. No. Timberlake. T-Lake. Oh, Mr. Jenky said it's true. Uh, Keelan showed me his Hooper tattoo the first time we met. See, I told you. 31%. And every bar in Detroit plays this song. 
Like when you arrive in the airport, just be like Hooper. Oh, that's and gonna then be so. If you yell out Hooper, everybody else in the like it's kind of like you know in Texas where you say like the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. When you go to Detroit, you yell out Hooper H O double H double O P E. Or wait, I did it wrong. Yeah, you're just kind of embarrassing yourself over there. H double O P E R. It doesn't even really work that well. Oh my god, I do feel bad for um, well, all of our our Pistons fans, uh, you know, friends who are fans of the Pistons, because once a Kardashian infiltrates a stadium, you're just gonna see their fucking face the entire game. Oh yeah. Like so long to actually watching the game, it's just gonna keep flashing. This, I'm telling you, she's not gonna keep dating him when he's in Detroit. It's just not gonna happen. It's it's not. I mean, Blake Griffin lost his L.A. <laughs> it's Steve in LA and also his girlfriend's not going to Detroit okay well it seems like you know better than me I, I would be the same thing if he came to Portland she's gonna find whoever whoever just got traded to the <laughs> to the LA Clippers from the Pistons they swapped out their ch- yeah their chances just shot way up like right time for a new one Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, mm-hmm. for tuning in, to, tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate it. You are all wonderful people. Follow us on Twitter. Please <laughs> join my bot army. At Greg Nibbler, at Sarah Dillon, no. at Fun Up Radio. And share our show. Let everybody know about this show. Yes, the more people that know, well, yep. the better. We yep. really appreciate it. Because we want to continue to do this. And all of your support, you were all just so wonderful. Thank you. Have a friend that listens to podcasts. Tell them about Fun Employment Radio. Or if you see somebody post like, hey, what podcast should I listen to? Send a link to one of the episodes that you really like. Maybe some of our best stuff from a couple weeks ago. All that stuff matters immensely. And thank you so much for all of your support. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.